Here we go. We are privileged to have with us tonight former All-American of the University of Illinois. He's just recently married. Also just recently won the USA F-27 Futures Tournament down in Houston, Texas, beating Ronnie Schneider in three tough sets. Life is good these days for our guests. Please welcome to the pod, Jared Hiltzik. Jared, thanks for joining me. Hey, David. Thank you for having me. I really look forward to it. First off, um, congratulations on, on recently getting married. How's that going? You haven't, you haven't screwed anything up too bad yet, right? Nope, haven't screwed up anything yet. She's been a trooper. Um, she works her butt off so we can live here in Orlando. So um, I'm pretty much at her reign. So I just do whatever she says. Awesome, awesome. And you got to like the, the uh, winter climate down there as opposed to uh, back home in Chicago, right? Yeah, I mean, it, summers are really, really hot here. But right now, today it was a good 80 degrees. Perfect. So as I stated earlier, you recently won Futures Tournament down in Houston over Ronnie. And I saw something on Twitter about so about funny. It was kind of funny. Confirm if this is true. You know, did you and Ronnie actually warm up together for the final? Yeah, so we we did. Um, Ronnie and I have been competing against each other for the past thirteen or fourteen years, and we're such good friends. And there really are no secrets between us. So um, sometimes it happens where you have to warm up with your opponent. And with Ronnie and I, we both agreed. Um, he's the one that actually texted me about it, and um, it was a no brainer. And that's not the first time that's happened to you before, right? No, yeah. Um, I trained with one of my good buddies, Dominic Kepfer, and we played probably six times in pro tournaments. And um, it was pretty much the same thing with him. We just practiced against each other, and um, that's how it went. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, it's not something you see. Um, it's a common occurrence on the professional tour. Obviously, you'll get some exceptions as like a, a Venus and Serena may even warm up before they play each other. But that's pretty cool. Pretty cool when I saw that. So um, as we do with a lot of our guests here, kind of walk us through how how you got started in the game. Um, what age did you start playing? I know you have a younger brother that plays, but you was the older brother. Um, How did you get started? Yeah, so... Growing up, I played all sports, uh, baseball, basketball, soccer, uh, never played any contact sports, but my mom would always have her ladies group, 4.5, 5.0 groups, and I was just obsessed with tennis and would go with her to these groups. Um, she was actually good friends with Billie Jean King. Uh, her Billie was my mom's softball coach in a women's league, so that's kind of how I got started, and then I would just go to my mom's groups and play-in sets, and I just became absolutely obsessed with it, and I continued to play soccer throughout high school. Uh, I thought it was really good for my footwork, and then baseball, I quit at eighth grade. I was a pitcher, and that's I just kind of had to make the decision, and tennis was the way to go. So you had an unbelievable junior career. You had several goal balls, silver balls. Um, at one point, you were the number one recruit in the country, according to TennisRecruiting.net. You highlight a, a, a few um, standout accomplishments, accomplishments that, that you really remembered and, and liked, uh, reflected upon in your junior career? Yeah, so I think the biggest highlight was just how I became successful on the junior circuit. Um, I wasn't highly recruited when I was a sophomore, junior, I was a pretty good 12-year-old, 12-14s, but as soon as high school hit, uh, my uh, recruiting status kind of went down a bit, and once I committed to University of Illinois, I suddenly saw an absolutely massive boost in just my results and my work ethic and training, and a lot of that is due to switching in coaches, so that kind of just all came around, and the highlights would be just 
that turnaround and how I did at the Winter Nationals, won that, then got second at the Spring Nationals, third at Kalamazoo, and then I won clay courts. So that year was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, for those that haven't been down to Kalamazoo, um, you got to get down there. It's such an awesome tournament to watch. I've been down there. Um, I was blessed to have a couple kids on my high school team that, that played in it a few years ago. Um, get down to Kalamazoo. It's awesome to see. And again, these are the best best players in the country. One f- kind of cool story I thought, and I remember watching you um, compete your junior year in high school. You played in the state finals against your teammate, and you go you went to New Trier High School. They are a very powerful high school um, tennis team in the state of Illinois. And you played your teammate, and his name was Robert Steinman, and he went to Stanford. So that just kind of speaks to. Uh, how great your team was at that time. You uh, want to talk about that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our, our high school team was very, very dominant. Um, it was pretty funny because there would be college guys and saying that, wow, your high school team would beat some Division One teams out there, which is, I, I mean, it was pretty true. We had, at one point on our team, it was me, my brother, Tom Fawcett, who went to Stanford, Robert Steinman went to Stanford, Andrew Skolnick went to Cal, Brandon Jones went to Millbury, Ben Merkin went to Minnesota, and we just had so many Division I players on our team at one time. My freshman year, I was playing number four doubles, actually. That's 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 ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of shows how tough our team was, and it was good. We pushed each other, and we had high expectations, but... It was, it was an awesome time. Oh, I'm sure. And, and you know, Jared, I'm, I'm at Glenbrook North now. We're pretty good as well. But when awesome. we play against a uh, play against a team like that, I mean, it's kind of, uh, wow, just special and be like, all right, let's do the best we can, and we go from there. But I will say um, the last four or five years, we've had some awesome, awesome battles with Nutrien. It's always fun to compete with them. So another funny high school story before we start talking about college a little bit, your, your college teammate, Ross Gian from Kansas City, he also did not win his high school state tournament. Um, and the reason being, I think he went up against him twice. I know definitely once. But he went up against a guy uh, we all know uh, very well. We see him on TV quite a bit, Jack Sock. So uh, that was funny. Did Ross ever joke about that with you? Yeah, we, we would talk about it. And don't quote me on this, but I believe it was all four years Ross played him in the finals. I, I think so, but that was, yeah. I we don't think I don't think I think Ross said he never lost O and O to him. So don't quote Correct. me on that, that either. Is true. <laughs> that is true. He never lost O and O. That's cool. So you said you had a really really good um, that that last year in the juniors was really really exceptional for you, and you were obviously recruited by not just University of Illinois. Um, being from Illinois, they probably had you know home court advantage. But what other schools were, were looking at you, and what other schools were you seriously considering? Yeah, so like I said earlier, um, when I was kind of sophomore, junior, really starting to look into colleges, I wasn't highly recruited at all. Um, I reached out to a couple bigger schools because I knew I was pretty successful junior, so I was wondering if they'd still be interested in me, um, but didn't really get too many responses. So I was looking at Amherst, uh, Middlebury, where um, else, Tulane a little bit, but never really took any visits. I really wanted to go Northwestern. That was my dream school, being from Wilmette, and I grew up there, and that was something that was going to be really special to me, but that one um, 
wasn't going to work out. So Brad was kind of the one coach, Brad and Marcos, to look at me and be like, you know what, I think I see potential in this guy. And it was, it really turned out really well. Yeah, it did. You went to the round of 16, the NCAAs and singles. Um, give me a couple, couple, three or four highlights in, in college. So definitely just three-time All-American yep. is my biggest highlight. Um, the finals of National Indoors and then quarters of NCAAs. Um, so, so, so for, oh, quarters, I'm sorry, quarters of NCAAs. No, so. no worries at all. And then, I mean, for a guy who, who played four doubles his freshman year in Nutria, right? It's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, we all, I mean, Brad and Marcos are, are awesome. Give me, uh, give me a couple of funny stories about those guys. So Marcos loves to listen to some 80s and 90s rap in every single car ride and drive like a maniac sometimes and dancing to it. Um, so that's probably the Marcos one. He's just such a big teddy bear. He's one of my best friends. Talk to him all the time. and um, He's just an absolutely amazing guy. And Brad, there aren't too many funny stories with Brad. He keeps it pretty serious out there, but... Um, I wish I actually. I'm see. I see some of those videos he does with the obstacle courses, and it's always a competition whether okay, it's yeah. from the frisbee. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so with Brad, he always come during our winter break trip. We always do these team competitions, and somehow every year it ends up being a tie going into the last event. No matter what, I don't know how he does it. He comes up with the most random events, and even if the team's up by ten with three to go, like all right, well. These next ones are worth four points, and somehow it always ends up in a tie. He everything he does is is centered by competing, and you know, that's yes. a, a lot of successful successful people in all walks of life. That's one thing they're always focused on is competing. And um, Brad and Marcus are great. I've had both of them on, and they're I mean they're obviously special coaches to play for. And I know you still keep in touch with them, right? And as well as yes, the guys on the, the team as well. Yeah, I've talking to Brad and Good. It's a close-knit family, University of Illinois, for sure. sure. Um, let's kind of go now from a pro career, and I mean, everyone who plays college tennis has to go through this, right? They go from being on a team where everything's kind of taking care of you as far as a practice schedule, trainers, food, to now you're you know kind of out there by yourself. Now, obviously, you have some some teammates that are now on the pro tour as well. Um, and also you've had friends who they may not have gone to the same college you, but just friends through competing, but really you are out there by yourself. Was that an adjustment for you? Were you, I mean, I mean, I know you were, you read about it, you knew it was going to happen, but is there any way to prepare you for something like that? You hit the nail on the head. It's coming from a place where everything's basically given to you and you have all these resources that you can take advantage of. And then when you go to the, on the pro tour, you're kind of on your own and, I did a great job of kind of networking as soon as I was done and I was able to secure some funding to help my tennis career, which allowed me to um, have a great team around me. Uh, Christopher Williams really took me under his arms and we had an amazing, great relationship and we still do. I talk to him all the time and um, it was all about just creating a good team around you with people that you trust and can guide you to be the best that you can be and I really believe that I achieved that. It's challenging to do that, though, because when you first start out, 
I mean, you were obviously very fortunate to do that, but to be able to do that. But when people start out, they don't have a lot of financial freedom to get that team around them. I think that's the that's the hardest part about starting out. Yeah, exactly. No, it's super hard. It's um, you have to kind of um, give your you have to be like in the shark tank, and when you're you have to have proven results with something that you've done in the past, or else you're not gonna able to get funding from specific people and um if you're fortunate enough to have your family help that's a huge thing um and that's sort of how i went about it and i mean throughout my entire collegiate career just to be the best that i could be and show results so that i can give myself the best step forward in moving in pros Uh, thanks for sharing that i hope i know our listeners will enjoy hearing that because so many times it's like well you know you first start out how do you get the proper team around you? And, and you've got to find a way to make it happen because that's going to give you the best possible chance at success and climbing the ranking ladder and what, exactly what you're doing. Um, Absolutely. It, you know, with some of our mutual contacts of ours, the, the, the word I keep hearing about you is professionalism. They all keep saying that you are so professional in every aspect of, of what you do. Can you kind of walk us through a, a day in the life of maybe, you know, one on a practice day and then one on match day? Yeah, so practice day, um, I'll do today as an example. So I had practice from 9 to 11, so I'd wake up at 6.15. I'd take my dog on a bike ride, um, my bike around the neighborhood for 15 to 25 minutes just to get her tired. And then <laughs> I'll come back, eat breakfast, um, get breakfast with carbs, proteins, some fruit as well. And then I'll get to the tennis center around 8.15 and start doing my warm-up. And then get on the court, 9 to 11. Right after that, I'll go grab lunch and kind of chill a little bit at home, rest, recover, maybe take a nap if I can. Then next tennis is from 2 to 4, so I'll arrive probably around 1.30 and kind of get moving again, break a little sweat. And then after tennis, I'll have, today was a lift, so I had a lift from 4 to 5. And then I get home, take my dog to the dog park, have her there for about an hour, hour and a half, come home, eat dinner, chill. And so, go to sleep, and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, not all practice days are as rigorous as today was, but that's how a lot of them work. And then match day, uh, the most important thing on my match days is getting my food intake at the appropriate times. So I like to eat two hours before my matches. And, and you don't have control over that a lot of times because if it rains or a match goes so, long, that's the hardest part yeah. about this sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. So unless so when I'm a not before 10 a.m. start, it's easy because I know I can just eat at 8 a.m. Right. Um, but when I'm a followed by or something like that, then I most likely have to warm up at the earliest time that I can so I can kind of figure out those meals and you just got to nibble on a lot of bars and stuff so that's kind of the tough part yeah I I don't think the general public gets that that how tough this in this sport is you generally do not know exactly when you're going to go on court and and that affects your warm-up as far as stretching the locker room as affects obviously food um you know any any other sport you basically know what time you're competing tennis has this it's extraordinarily difficult. Again, when you're first one on, then you don't have to worry unless it's a rain delay. But if you're third on, you really 
have to kind of be flexible in what you do. And, and like you said, the warm-up, the food, that's all critical to your success when you're out on court. And I, I give a lot of respect to these guys because it's, it's not easy. Um, so your, your game's going well, obviously. Just won a title. Or a guy, you're going to Charlottesville next week, right? Yes. So as far as your game goes right now, what are a few things specifically that, that you're really looking at, uh, to improve on? Um, so recently, I started working with um, one of the new coach, one of a, a new coach at USGA, uh, Troy Hahn, and a lot of what we have been working on has been ball quality as well as discipline. Um, so that's probably the main thing from the first ball. If I hit that first ball short, he's on me. So it's been a real test of just me staying really disciplined out on the court. And, I mean, I have the serve, I have the wheels, I have the forehand, I have the backhand. It's all just about discipline and really making it tough for my opponent. Cool, cool, cool. So what is your schedule the the rest of the year now? So I leave for Charlottesville on Wednesday. Um, hope to get there a couple days early just so I can get used to playing back indoors again. I mean, luckily in Orlando here we have an amazing indoor center. But... Um, just going to get to Charlottesville a bit early and then after that I have a Knoxville Challenger followed by the Champagne Challenger which is always my favorite tournament of the year so it's kind of nice to end on that note yeah well you, you'll hopefully be able to get to see the guys there maybe practice with the team as well maybe when you guys are yeah, out there absolutely that's that's obviously you know one of your favorite spots of the year so good luck these next you got a, you got a few more tournaments left and then obviously looking to, to start strong again 2019 Absolutely. Before we kind of end, I wanted to ask you, it's something that you've been involved in, and, and we have mutual friends in this um, in this project. It's called Rabbit.com. Um, people who have heard me speak before, I've talked about it. It's R-H-A-B-I-T.com. It's an online coaching platform with some of the, the best coaches across the country, including several ATP and WTA players. Jared, you are one of the ATP players that are on it. Um how did you get involved? It's, it's really um, formed by a couple of brothers. It's Jeff and Connor Dawson. I know you kind of knew them, but did, did they reach out to you? How how'd that all start? Yeah, so Jeff and Connor, um, both from Wheaton, Illinois, I believe. And, I mean, I've known them my whole life. Never really, um, like, got in touch with each other, like, that close. But we've heard of each other, and they reached out to my coach at the time, Christopher Williams. We were in Champaign, and Christopher mentioned it to Dominic and I about this online coaching platform, and we did some video shoots for about two or three hours and just really got involved with that. We loved what they were doing, and we think it could be an awesome tool for players out there wanting to get to the next level. Oh, for sure. I mean, if I was a junior and I had this platform, I know I'd be locked in uh, locked in several hours a day looking at it. I know I asked Tim Smichek the same thing, and he, he kind of he said, oh, yeah, if this was there when he was a junior, he'd be for sure uh, locked yes. in on this. I think it's a great, great tool. It's not to replace your private coach. You kind of use it as a supplement. You know, different ways people say different things, it, it registers with different individuals. It's um, mm-hmm. It's just having options out there it's really really a cool um, platform check it out again it's rhabit.com rabbit.com the the two guys behind it there's actually three brothers um, behind us the Dawson brothers they're a great great group of guys and um, pretty cool platform 
So with that, we'll kind of wrap up. Jared, thanks again for taking time out tonight and speaking with me. Congratulations again on, on marriage, um, you know, winning the recent tournament down in Houston. And keep carrying that momentum these next few events and then uh, into 2019. Awesome. Thank you, David. It was a blast. All right. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye. There we have Jared Hiltzik, former All-American, University of Illinois. Great kid. Um, yeah, he's playing well right now, and make sure to follow him. He can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, great, great kid. So hope you enjoyed that, and stay tuned for another guest in the near future. Thanks. Bye.